0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. My name is Katherine Kaufman, and I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my every Monday night show. This is where we discover what and who we are in this journey called life. Hey to my Monday night buddy over here on Instagram, Miss Joy Hall. How are you doing today? Monday, 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 y'all. And it was a typical Monday, wasn't it? Um... Give me a shout-out in the comments that you can see and hear me okay. Um, Shout-out to all the people listening over here on Anchor and Spotify. Uh, Good to see you guys tonight. We've got an interesting topic that we're going to talk about. (laughs) Special shout-out to Laura Day, Christy Osborne Glass. Big shout-out to Barbara Bacon and Crystal Crazy. And Sheila Sunley. Hello, hello on this chilly monday night but not anything like we've had like it is not as cold and awful as it has been and a shout out over here on instagram to kygs rider good to see you Uh, i hope that you guys had a good weekend even though we were kind of snowed and iced in uh thank you ina she can hear and, and see me fine thank you for that so shout out to you, Ina Thompson and Paige Denise and Julie Chi and Kyla Bond Bondy Montgomery. Thank you guys for joining me. It's always good to see familiar faces pop up on the feed and I'm always wondering what you guys are doing and how things are going and just give me a little shout out in the comments and let me know what you're into or you know, uh, what's going on in your neck of the woods and your part of the world? Because we're all trying to make it through, aren't we? So Joy says she's doing great. Hope you're starting on a good week. Trying to. <laughs> trying to. So, did you guys know that today was National Margarita Day? I did not. And David has posted on Facebook, I hope. I know he, he does on Instagram, but he made up some kind of. Mango chili margarita, and it had a mango chili chocolate on there, and it looks so fabulous. I didn't know he was going to make anything that special, or I would have ordered one. So, oh well, maybe after the show I can have one. (laughs) Big Magical Monday to Melissa Begley. Big kisses to her and her sidekick, Miss Cleo. I know it's slow going on this foot. I actually tried to wear a regular shoe today so I could look professional when I was doing my sessions, and oh, I could not wait to get it off of my foot. I'm walking okay, but wearing shoes and socks is not comfortable. So <laughs> I'm just going to have to wait it out. And You know, I think the older that you get, the slower that you heal, too. And so I'm just, I'm not a patient person by any means. So I'm just going to have to get patient. There's really no updates for tonight. I kind of went with the topic of incubus and succubus because we had been talking about previously in the other live streams, we had been talking about uh, sex in dreams, sex between uh, living people and spirits and things like that. And I thought, well... You know, we really should go over this, too, because um, that type of activity can sometimes get you into a little bit of trouble. So we'll go over that and um, figure out, like, if you have an incubus or a succubus, or are you really connecting with a human spirit, and what you can do if, let's say, you get tricked and... Um, and some some of the stuff is very, very interesting. Uh, some of the, the research I did on the history of it and what their thoughts were a long time ago about this type of thing. And they actually went into a lot of detail about um, incubus and succubus attacks. And so if you guys have any questions on this kind of stuff, just feel free to holler out in the comments and I will try to watch the feed for your questions. Shout out to Phyllis Coley Hayden. Good to see you here tonight. Um, so incubus and succubus. So at first they kind of separate the two and said that they were separate entities. So let's go over incubus first. So an incubus is a demon, actual demon in male form, according to mythology and folklore, and the legendary traditions, it lies upon a sleeping woman in order to engage in sexual activity with them. Now, the female counterpart is the succubus, and so these um, stories and documentations of these creatures go back for centuries, many, many centuries, and... It's said that repeated sexual activity with an incubus or a succubus can result in deterioration of the health, mental state, and even result in death. So, but if you think about it now, on previous shows, we have talked a little bit about demons and what their goals are in attaching to a human Um so if you think about it, the sex is actually a way for them to attach to a human spirit. But it's the destruction, the deterioration or death of the person that's the ultimate goal of the demon. Because you cannot reason with a demon and you can't bargain with a demon because its goal is destruction and there's no way to reason with that or bargain with that it's uh, for an incubus and a succubus it's the act of sex that actually allows them to attach to the person and in the readings that I did up on this the uh, repeated sexual encounters with human beings um, It's that that allows them to keep destroying the human spirit. It's the energy of it. And often they describe it as being cold, that the energy is actually really cold. So some of the texts uh, date back to Mesopotamia in 2400 BC uh, that refer to uh, incubus. Stories about the incubus, and you can read a little bit more about that. That's uh, Gilgamesh's account of um, where, let's see, something disturbs and seduces women in their sleep. And so, and then the female counterpart appears to men in their erotic dreams. So it's almost like this spirit or entity demon takes uh, the landscape of an erotic dream and sort of takes that over. Now, demons who had sexual relations with women, sometimes it was said that they um, produced a child by that woman. But then they get into more detail about how that happens because the demon can't procreate itself. So they refer to... Demons um, stealing semen from dead men, animating it, and using it to impregnate a woman. So, here's a text 800 years later, after 2400 BC, of Thomas Aquinas. He's arguing against the possibility of offspring being conceived by intercourse with demons. Um, But he says still, if some are occasionally begotten from demons, it is not from the seed of such demons, nor from their assumed bodies, but from the seed of men taken for that purpose as when the demon assumes first the form of a woman and afterwards that of a man. So what he's saying in the later text is that these demons morph into male or female to match the counterpart of the victim. And then texts that go after that kind of concur with that thought that this is sort of a morphogenic type of creature that can change its shape dependent on what the victim's sex is. And all of this stuff, if you want to read more about it because it's really fascinating, is in the later King James a dissertation titled Daemonology, and that's D-A-E-M-O-N-O-L-O-G-I-E. So, in that, they're suggesting that a devil or demon would carry out two methods of impregnating a woman. The first is to steal the sperm out of a dead man and deliver it to a woman. If a demon could extract the semen quickly, uh, the transportation of the substance could not be instantaneously transported to the female host, causing it to go cold. So if it went cold, then it was no good. So that's kind of why they were thinking that um, the incubus and the succubus were one and the same. Let, let me check for questions really quick. Big shout out to George McKinney. Good to see you here. And a big shout-out to Sister Jessica, waving to you. Uh, And we got to get you back on the show. to want to talk about and get your thoughts about Satan and demons and things like that, evil in the world today. And we can just have a chat about that online, and everybody can enjoy it. Hey to Angela Freeman. (laughs) Come on in, Angela. I'm seeing people in person again. Uh, So, for those of you that are wondering, during the height of COVID, I was just doing the online readings on Skype and phone and email. And I've started seeing people in person now. So, you're welcome to come in and have a session. Big shout out to Wanda Howard Henry. Good to see you here. Okay. So, back to this incubus and succubi. (laughs) So, so later on in the text, they're thinking that these entities are one and the same. Um, but you know, I was thinking when people, people may have had illicit affairs and ended up pregnant and then in order to explain away the pregnancy could have used that as, you know, a reason why they were pregnant, but they didn't cheat on their spouse. So I'm sure that that was probably one of the things that was going on there. Um, now, the other method of a incubus impregnating a woman was the idea that um, a dead body could be possessed by the devil, causing it to rise and have sexual relations with others. And so these are kind of stories that lead into remnants and vampires and things like that and a spirit taking a deceased corpse to cause some kind of mischief. So, um, later on, they were pretty well referring to incubi and succubi as the same, but it's still demonic. A succubus would be able to sleep with a man and collect his sperm after using dark power to corrupt Uh, and strengthen the seed to guarantee impregnation. The succubus then transforms into an incubus and uses the seed on a woman. The spirit's offspring were often thought of as supernatural. So that kind of like people who maybe had extraordinary abilities, they may, and some societies even still today, um, people with, Different abilities are, it's frowned upon and they're thought of as maybe supernatural or um, kind of demonic. Yeah, I guess you might say that. So, um, you know, these people with extra abilities were definitely frowned upon or scorned. The half-human offspring of such a union is sometimes referred to as a cambion, which I'd not heard that term either. Um, An incubus may pursue sexual relations with a woman in order to father as a child. And this uh, kind of goes along with the the legend, the myth of Merlin. And um, there's a lot of this referred to in the Malleus Malficarum. Of course, the ways that they suggest to <laughs> rid yourself of this plague is one, one of the ways was they refer to exorcism and some of the attacks of the incubi, others being uh, sacramental confession, the sign of the cross, recital of the angelic salutation, actually moving the person who's afflicted to another location was the first thing that was actually done. And then uh, they talk about, this was a document written, let's see, Franciscan Friar, I can't pronounce it, Sinisterari, I cannot pronounce it. I just butchered that all to pieces, uh, stated that Incubi do not obey exorcists and have no dread of exorcisms and show no reverence for holy things at the approach of Uh, which they were not in the least overawed. So religious icons, prayers, and exorcisms did not have an effect, according to this Franciscan friar, whose name I obliterated. (laughs) But uh, victims uh, may have experienced waking dreams or sleep paralysis. Because this is another explanation for it, uh, is that the people are having... A combination of hallucinations that are coupled with sleep paralysis. So during the fourth phase of sleep, and this is also known, known as REM sleep, the motor centers of the brain are inhibited and there's something that goes awry with that because the person then becomes conscious or aware but the body is still paralyzed. So, Your body becomes paralyzed when you're asleep, so that when you're dreaming, you don't act out uh, what the brain is going through. Have you ever seen a dog that's asleep and they sit there and run like that in place? And some dogs I've seen who are like they're dreaming of running, and then all of a sudden they get up and run into the wall. And you know you can pull up videos on YouTube of that, but that's when the mechanism in the brain of the dog is not functioning properly because the motor capacity is supposed to be paralyzed during that type of sleep. Uh, And that protects us from getting hurt. So, uh, yeah, Jessica, Malleus Malficarum. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yes, you are correct. Shout out to Sander Lee Small. Anyway, so um, a combination of things that go wrong in the brain are supposed to produce the sensation of the sexual attack. Now here's the thing that I was wondering about because some of the things that they talk about with the sexual attack, in uh, the sleep paralysis is the feelings of being crushed, suffocated, electric tingles or vibrations, imagined speech and other noises. But what I was finding in the readings of different things is that the victims separately, not knowing each other in centuries of documentation, describe similar type of entities visually which I thought was extremely interesting. Also in both male and female the incubus and the succubus they describe that either the incubus um, the the penis of the incubus was extremely cold or with the succubus the um, they called it a cold cavern. So, they are associating the feeling of coldness along with both of these type of entities. Of course, you know, in the later writings, they're all saying that these are one and the same. They just are morphogenic. And let's see, if I'm checking for questions. Hey to Helen, drink water. Good to see you. Okay, so it's a combination of uh, the scientific explanation is a combination of sleep paralysis and hypnagogic hallucination. Um, but the thing about the hypnagogic state uh, hallucination is that for each person, the description is different and the experience is different. But in the text, uh, there's a lot of similarities that really are quite shocking. So, uh, that's the difference between the scientific explanation and the historical stuff that we can read, and was documented back, th- back then. Okay, so back to that. Uh, yeah, Here is uh, the description of the succubus. Sex with a succubus is akin to entering a cavern of ice. So that was very, very interesting. Now, what can we do about this? Let's say uh, you're having a dream about a sexual encounter and you think it's a human and then it starts kind of morphing into something else. What are you going to do? Because remember what we talked about in previous shows is that when you're asleep or when you're under anesthesia or when you're um, under a mind-altering substance, you are not in full control of your auric field, and so that's when you're the most vulnerable. So, you know, it really can happen. One of the, the biggest places I feel like to use psychic protection is around your bed or your bedroom when you are asleep, because that you're in a vulnerable state, then. Also, let's say you're you are going to have surgery. Shout out on YouTube to Ann. Good to see you here. Thanks for joining us. Our Monday night shows are every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the past shows are on the YouTube channel there. So you can watch some of the past episodes. Okay. So, Ann says, uh, let's look at that question. I have these attacks since I was a teenager and I'm in my 30s now. And it's like rape. To be honest, I don't know if I will ever be able to shake this thing. Yes, we're about to talk about things that you can do with that or and for that. Um, because you are vulnerable during sleep. So what I would ask, Anne is do you use any kind of psychic protection in your bedroom while you are sleeping? If so, can you tell us what you use? And um if any of you guys that are watching tonight, um, can you tell us what kind of protection you use in your bedroom at night, if, if you use anything? Um, a shout out over here to Christina B. on Instagram and Aromatherapist. Good to see you here tonight. So what are you going to do if you think that you have had an ac- encounter If you think it was maybe a human spirit, but then it morphed into a more demonic-like creature, it's cold, it's starting to drain you, and then bad things are happening. Well, the first thing that you need to do, and this is in a lot of the texts, is there can be absolutely no sex or masturbation in the area where you sleep, okay? Okay. And some people will even suggest that you change homes or change uh, your sleeping area to a different place. Uh, So let's see. So, Anne doesn't have any psychic protection. I sage sometimes, and I have had surgery soon. So, I wonder if pain drugs make it worse. Yes, it will. Because, only because, mind altering substances sort of dull the barrier and the control over the auric field. Uh, So worse when boyfriend goes to work in the morning, that's probably the brainwave state that they're using for the attack, I would say. Most likely when you're waking up in the morning, your brain is going through theta wave, which is the most optimal brainwave for um, spiritual communication and, and interaction. And so that's the brainwave that's most often used to perform such an attack. Now, okay, so no sex or masturbation in the area where you sleep, changing the location of where you sleep, different bedroom, different home. You definitely have to start off with wherever you're going to sleep, you need to cleanse the area. And that would mean... You know, religious symbols, smudging, salt cleansing. Um, You can use some of the sprays that are made right now for cleansing. Um, You can also use sound to clear out the area. You can use some sulfigio frequencies. Definitely use some of the black gemstones to put around the bed, along with religious symbology like crosses, pictures, Um, blessed items are so good to use around the bed while you're trying to sleep. Uh, And you can get blessed items pretty easily. Just um, do a little research on the internet and they're not expensive but blessed items are some of the best things to use. But do cleanse the area. You can get the black gemstones Uh, Just message Barbara Bacon on the feed here. She has a big selection of black gemstones. And why do we use black gemstones? Is because black is the absence of light. And so any kind of entity is going to put out a wavelength of light. And so the gemstone uh, actually absorbs the light from that entity rather than you absorbing it. So um, black gemstones also have an energy about them that repels negativity if not absorbing it so and continue to watch because we're going to go over several other things too sister jessica says and this is really awesome thank you sister jessica santa paula wood incense might help too that's one of my all-time favorites absolutely So after you cleanse the area, you put up your protection like your blessed item, your blessed religious items, uh, black gemstones, your religious symbols. You need to definitely consult a priest for special prayers and you need to, uh, you know, say special prayers for the deliverance from this type of entity. Also, another thing is because there has been not only an energetic connection, but also a physical connection with the act of sex definitely should cleanse your body, um, which would mean like salt scrub baths, even, even putting holy water down into the bath water, or maybe anointing your body with the holy water. That's something good to, to do. And I think the last thing that we go over is probably one of the most important things but learning how to do lucid dreaming allows you techniques of control in the dreamscape. And what I will try to do is remember I have got a um, a list on my Amazon of dream books that I suggest and I will try to remember to put a link in the comments section. Um, of the list of dream books that I suggest that you read, but a couple of those dream books are specifically on lucid dreaming. And so what lucid dreaming is does is it allows you to become aware in the dream of what's going on and actually change what you're doing or change what's happening so that you're not just the victim But you're a participant who is guiding uh, or maybe in this case resisting what is happening. But also if, you know, let's say you have a prayer that you practice and you recite every night before bed and then you learn lucid dreaming. That would be something that you could recite within the dream to repel what's happening. Now, the only problem with that, according to Thomas Aquinas, was it him? Yeah. No, it was uh, the Franciscan friar said that they uh, don't have any dread of holy things. I- I'm erring on the side of using the, a recitation prayer myself. <laughs> okay. Oh, we have to. This this needs to go. So I don't have a. I re, I don't have a um. A person to help me block these people, on here. So let me see if I can. No, it's not going to let me. I don't know why. Huh? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll take those comments down after. Sorry about that feed getting blitzed over by this person wanting everybody to inbox them for accurate readings. So that's a you know what that's an incubus right there, guys, ain't it? <laughs> um, I I don't know why it, you know usually your thing will let you block them. It's not working. No. Well, that's not good. Oh well, I'll figure it out later. Has anybody got any questions? I'm trying to figure out how to block, but it's it's just not working. Oh well. Anyway, enough of sex with incubuses and succubuses. <laughs> I appreciate you guys showing up tonight. Um, Not sure what the topic will be next week. I'll just surprise you with something. But I think we're done with sex for a little while. (laughs) Uh, Last week's dream show was really popping. There were a lot of good comments and a lot of dreams that I still got dreams that I haven't gone through yet that need presented on the next show. And so, uh, we'll do those pretty soon, too, because I didn't get to finish them. Anyway, I hope you guys have a good week. Kisses from Kentucky, and I will see you guys next week. Y'all have a good week. Later.